Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your candidate or career search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And today, I have brought you the three gentlemen that have made all this possible. So I want to introduce to you Mike Haynes, Jess Paddock, and Eric Forrester, The three of them started the company 11 years ago as a direct hire executive search firm, servicing small privately owned companies to Fortune 500 companies. As the company grew and our clients' needs expanded, they added contract and contract to hire staffing to enhance the company's ability to provide excellent customer service, which I can attest that we do. In 2017, we also added a project management consulting division, enabling the company to be the go-to one-stop shop for our clients. The partner's vision for the company can be summarized in the official tagline for VIP. Expect more, get more. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks you. Glad to be here. Yeah, so is it kind of what you expected, not what you expected? First time. I know y'all kind of <laughs> just said when we talked about this idea originally that we were just going to, they're like, go, have fun. <laughs> so, And I thought that, you know, since you guys have been bringing so much value to our audience every single week, I thought that it was about time for you to come and share your story and why you're wanting to give back so much value. So, thank you for being here. Yeah, uh, glad to the, be here. <laughs> thanks for the opportunity to share the story. So, when you set out to create VIP, what did you want to do differently from the other search agencies? Well, Casey, that's a great question. Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we sat down and And talked- this is our culture, that's why we have so much fun. <laughs> Honestly, when we sat down and talked about our vision for the new business model, you know, we really thought the the best way to distinguish ourselves was, you know, to really focus at a higher level and act as trusted advisors and partners with our clients and help them fill those decision-making roles. And that really helps us in all three of the verticals. And we really get to have that true partnership uh, relationship versus just a transactional relationship. Well, I know that um, one of the things when I joined VIP that kind of um, surprised me was the strength of your relationships at those higher levels. So that makes a lot of sense that you do it that way. Yeah, and as Eric mentioned, we wanted to we started it also because we wanted to create several different business line verticals in our organization that would allow us to provide a holistic approach, a one stop shop uh, to our customers, and then we really wanted to f- be more customer service focused, relationship based. And uh, instead of just focusing on the transactions. Absolutely. Did you have anything to add on that, Jess? You good for that? Just great question. That was a good question. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. How has VIP evolved over the years, and what is different from when you started? So, um, another good question. Uh, (laughs) As you said in your intro, um, you know, we were a bunch of perm guys that um, uh, started out doing the direct hire. Uh, as we continued to grow, we added the contract, contract to hire. And then as um, we were missing out on business, we added the management consulting, uh, management project um, piece. And 
um, it allows us to be a one-stop shop for our clients and help them um, for really any any need. And they piggyback off one another. And I wanted to add just real quick, I think it's so critical and such a testimony to your business prowess, all three of you, that each step of the way, I mean, when you started the perm, it was you three. But when you started the contract to hire, you brought somebody in to help build that segment of the business. Greg Maldonado, who's done a fantastic job and was recently named associate partner. Um, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. So shout out to Greg. And then um, you brought in Matt Edwards to drive the uh, solution side. Yeah. So I think that's really good that you guys noticed that. Well, well like Jeff said, we all grew up in the direct hire piece, and we feel like we knew that very well. Um, and while we had those other pieces as part of our previous businesses, um, you know, there was other people that were uh, more experts in those fields. And so in order to be the best in those areas, we went out and found people that had that type of experience uh, more than we did. One of the greatest pieces of advice that I think I ever got was you always hire people smarter than you. And it, uh, it, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not tough for us. <laughs> And it's very, it, but it's very true. It's a, yes. it's a very true statement. And like I say, and it's not tough for us. <laughs> well, and really, what drove us to this business model? If you if you place a controller or a CFO or a director of internal audit, you know, a lot of times they'll call you if they know you about if if they know that you provide contract services. But the piece that we were really missing out uh, um, was the management consulting piece. When a client doesn't have the bandwidth to manage an engagement and a project. Um, you know, we weren't able to provide that with just our contract services. So we sought out Matt, and he's phenomenal. And he's really able to manage those engagements and those projects that we weren't able to do prior to adding that vertical. Well, and he's also built out that team as well, correct? For sure. For now we can, you know, anything uh, finance-related, uh, internal controls, you know, what, general accounting, um, tuck-in work, acquisition work, we can do it all. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, so several of the VIP team members, including a couple of you, have experience in accounting or finance backgrounds. How would you say that helps benefit our recruiting process and add value for clients? Well, I mean, I think it definitely gives a recruiter a, a leg up on the competition. When they're working with a candidate or a job order, they fully understand what the candidate's background is, or they fully understand what the client's looking for in a particular job order. Um, and it's just like any other sales position, when a salesperson understands their product inside and out, they're going to be much better at what they're selling. Um, the, our team members that have this type of experience have a, a, you know, a far less learner curve than people that come in that don't. Not to say that you can't be successful in, in, without that background, because uh, Jess came into it, and uh, you know he didn't have any type of accounting background, and uh, he was in our previous firm. He was one of the top producers in the firm, and continued to be in our firm. So, not to say that you can't, um, but Jess would be the first to tell you that uh, you know he's he's had to work harder than the people that probably come in with the accounting and finance background to be as successful as he's been. For sure, uh, I tell you that uh, if you have that background, it lends credibility. Uh, right away to your clients. Um, you know, being in the business for over 20 years myself um, and been successful for much of it, um, I wouldn't be successful if I wasn't surrounded by great people that have accounting and finance experience. 
I mean, I'm embarrassed to say that when I started, uh, I didn't know the difference between public accounting and a publicly traded firm. Okay, um, I had I had, <laughs> so normal, I had though, no idea, you know. and so you know, the people that are coming out of public accounting, obviously they have they have that um, understanding. Whereas the folks maybe coming out of school or coming out of, you know, not coming out of accounting, finance, recruiting, they might not have that, that experience or understanding. You know, and I have to remember as I'm training new people that don't have that experience, like when I say go find me a big four public combo and their eyes just glass over. And so I'm like, they don't even know what big four is. So you have to really take it back and put the training wheels back on and explain it from the ground up. And, you know, something else that I think is really interesting that I think I shared with you guys is that, you know, I was in accounting for 20 years. That's a long time. And That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think he's it. saying I'm old. <laughs> um, so, but what my point is, I learned, I've learned more in the seven years that I've been doing recruiting about accounting and finance than I ever did do in accounting because I was always so niche when I was, you know, I was in one industry and most of it was nonprofit or governmental. And so when I switched to recruiting for accounting, it was probably just as tough as if I didn't have any experience. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I feel like I know much more about how it all flows together than when I did, uh, you know, than when I was in accounting because I was specific to sales tax audit. And so, and that's a whole different creature. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like when you talk about the SEC versus the, you know, corporate accounting and all this internal reporting, external reporting. I mean, it's just, there's so many different facets of accounting that a lot of people don't realize. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, when do you, what do you look for when recruiting for the internal VIP team? What makes a strong recruiter and how do you pull that out of someone in an interview if they're going to be a strong recruiter? Yeah. Finding good people in this business is really tough. Um, and for us, culture fit is very, very important. So that's the first thing that I would say that I look for is just, you know, I'm very transparent about our culture to make sure that th these people will fit in. But then I think the next thing that I personally look for is just I need to know that that person's competitive. So I ask questions about, you know, questions about what drives them. What, what are they motivated by? Is it money? they're looking for quality of life do they just want a relaxing job with a good you know eight to five great culture fit um, the competitive money driven person typically does pretty well in this business yeah and the second thing is uh, we look for that entrepreneurial mindset uh, which is difficult to pull out in an in interview but you're asking questions about the impact that they've had on their current organizations mm -hmm. and, and how they impact that and whose idea was that. Um, and so trying to trying to figure out that entrepreneurial mindset because um, the people in our organization, almost every position in our organization, they're like running a business within their own business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're branding themselves within a uh, side of VIP. Um, so it's very important that they have an uh, entrepreneurial mindset and be very self-motivated. Uh, and the other thing is, um, you know, that, that willingness to foster a, a long-term relationship, um, you know, versus just trying to close their first deal. And so, you know, being in it for the long term. Um, and, and those things are really difficult to pull out in a uh, first interview. And I would say uh, trying to find out what their work ethic is like, mm -hmm. find out if they're disciplined, um, you know, make sure they've got really strong communication skills. Uh, and... Try and figure out if they've got the ability to gain your trust, 
right? If you can't gain someone's trust quickly, you're going to have a hard time in this That's business. so important. Yeah, so important. absolutely. So a couple of things that I've added to the interview process since I've been with VIP is, one, we've chosen an assessment. We actually have the guy that developed the assessment coming on the podcast to talk about it and why it's so effective um, for the next episode. So it's perfect lead-in for that. Um, but the assessment tells us whether that person's competitive. Tell, it's not going to tell us whether they're disciplined or not, but you can kind of tell by how some of the characteristics line up if they're going to be prone to be disciplined, like if they're very highly active, if they're task-oriented. Um, um, one thing I have learned is that if I have somebody that's high people instead of task and they're very high on the social with their internal wiring, they're probably going to come to work and play all day. So <laughs> that's one thing I look for for sure. And then the other thing that I've added that I think has worked much better and it's I, I haven't done it 100% of the time but I'm really trying to get better about it is the culture lunch before we hire because that's when people really let down their hair and they show up as who they really are and that's when you're going to learn the most about them and that's when the team usually will say at first they're like yeah I'm kind of on the fence and then we'll go to the culture lunch they're like oh absolutely not yeah. so it's great to get the feedback after that lunch oh yeah <clears throat> yeah for sure it is um, so Here's something interesting. So I've been with VIP almost two years. Can you guys believe it? Yep. It's, uh, it's gone by quickly. Yeah. The older you get, the more time flies. <laughs> I was sitting there the other day and I was like, oh, I have an anniversary coming up and it's like one year. And I'm like, oh, no. It's been two years. Yeah. So It's one by. I mean, I can't believe we've been 11 years. I know. It's hard to believe. That, that's pretty impressive. And you got past that statistic because startups yeah. usually fell in the first 10 years, right? Yep. So that's good. We're going to make it, guys. I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> so when you interviewed me, one of the things that really impressed me and encouraged me to make the tough decision to make a move was when I came in, you didn't say, this is what I want you to do. This is why we're talking to you. You asked me, what do I want to do? And you gave me the opportunity to lay out my dream job. And then you said, okay, come do it over here. And I'm like, really? Seriously? <laughs> And, and y'all were serious, and so now I'm here today, and I tell people all the time, you know, I don't work a day in my life because I love what I do. I love it so much. So why did you, why did you choose to approach the interview in that way? Well, it, it's, uh, it was rocket science. I mean, uh, it's been out there for years that uh, people that enjoy what they do are more successful in their jobs. And so it was important for us to understand exactly what you wanted to do and how you wanted to do it because... Uh, if we felt like we provided you that platform, that you were going to be more successful, you were going to enjoy coming to work every day, um, and, and so that was really important to us. And so, it's a little bit of trial and error, but uh, over the years, we found that uh, you know, asking people what they truly passionate about, what they truly uh, love to do, uh, they become more successful. Yeah, I'll just echo what Mike said. Trial and error. Yeah, when we started VIP, we were really excited about. The opportunity to work on the business versus in the business recruiting and doing the sales every day uh, and that's difficult until you find some people underneath you to replace you know a team that's um, generating revenue so it but we found out through the trial and error hiring and people not working out that you can't approach everybody the same way it's a lot like management mm -hmm. you have to manage people differently well the same applies to the hiring process. You can hire great people. They're not all going to be your top sales people, but they're great culture fits and they're productive and add value in, in the office. You just have to treat everybody differently and ask them what's important to them. And that's the approach we take 
because it's, you know, it's important to know what you want to do. That's why we have this podcast, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I will tell you, as I think in all the years, like I've been getting a little bit more aggressive with my asks with Mike. And I think one time he said, uh, no. And I was like, really? You finally told me no? <laughs> but it's okay because, I mean, I know that I can come to him with ideas and he'll talk through them very – I get real excited and I don't think it through. And I go sit down, I talk to Mike, and he's like, well, now let's talk about this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. But it's been, it's been very helpful to me in my personal growth to be able to have that kind of mentor relationship where, you know, you encourage me to do the things that are important, but then you're like, maybe you need to take a step back and maybe not do that quite that way, you know. But that's also a trust issue, right? It is, and that uh, those uh, little personality tests that you believe so much in uh, will tell you that I'm a why guy. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to ask why. You know, why do you want to do this? What does it mean? How do you get to it? So, um, you know, I'm not one to just make a decision off you know, off the cuff. So, yeah, see, I'm uh, the complete opposite of you. <laughs> so that, uh, it was, uh, yeah, some of those personality tests are great. Some of them not so much, but uh, you know, uh, that's what it is. It's I'm a why guy. Awesome, awesome. Anything to add to that, guys? No? Well, I do truly appreciate all of y'all. And I know that, um, again, kind of going back to that open-door policy, I know that, like, all day long your doors are open and anybody can just walk in there with an issue or a problem or, a, you know, a celebration, something they want to celebrate. So thank you for doing that. You bet. For real. And now I'm just going to shamelessly throw this out there. If you want to come work for VIP, hit us up at wearevip.com because it's a great place to work. Please do. So you all have more than 60 years of combined experience in recruiting. What single interview question do you think helps you best understand if a candidate is the right fit for a position, whether externally or internally? So <clears throat> the most important question I ask is finding out what motivates them, right? If they're an internal candidate, I want to make sure they're, like Eric had said earlier, competitive and that they're motivated by money. Mm -hmm. um, if they are motivated because they like to help people and a feel-good story, you know, that's part of it, but you have to be motivated by, by money. Now, on the flip side, if you're a candidate that we're looking to place at one of our clients, if your motivation is money, well, then they need to go back to their employer and talk to their employer and discuss the, the compensation. Whereas if, you know, they're not happy for one reason or another, they want to get closer to home, um, you know, their, their job is going to be outsourced, whatever it might be, it helps us better understand what they're looking for, why they're looking for, and helps us put them in the right place. Absolutely. Yeah, it, uh, me going back to a why guy, you know, I, I like to ask, why are you sitting in front of me? How did you get here today? Um, and, and that gives us more information on what they're, uh, how ambitious they are, you know, what they're looking for in their career, you know, what their career success uh, looks like. Um, and, and so I, I go back to asking questions about why and, and trying to undertake and understand, make sure that their whys are in line with our organization. So one question that I really like to ask when I'm interviewing candidates, because money, of course, it's a driver for us all, right? Location is a driver, at least it is for me, because y'all know I'm a commute diva. I won't live more than five minutes from work. Um, but I always like to ask the question, Besides money, besides location, what's going to make you happy to get up and go to work tomorrow? Uh, again, it's uh, it's about motivation. It's understanding that motivation so that uh, it, if you can understand those motivations and then you've got what's important to your client and what they're looking for, uh, it's all part of the, you know, the 
making the best match possible. It's, you know, it's all part of the equation. I think this next question is probably one of my favorite questions, and I can't wait to hear what you guys are going to say about this. But what is your favorite, what, is, what aspect of the VIP culture is your, are you most proud of that you've created? Well, a little bit on what you said earlier. Uh, well, one, I just, I think we've created a fun work environment that everybody enjoys uh, working in. But, you know, I think that we're all committed to growing the business and we're all willing to hear everybody's ideas. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mike, Jess, and I probably wouldn't be sitting in this podcast if you didn't have a love for this and come up with some great ideas. And I'm really glad you did. It's been Thank it's you. been great. It's it's been part of our growth. And so that's the part I'm that I'm most excited about and proud of. It's just that we listen to everybody's ideas because we certainly know that we don't know it all. Yeah, and I'm just going to echo what you well, you said earlier and what uh, Eric just said. You know, earlier you mentioned open door policy. Uh, like I said, we all three have an open door policy. Our our, our doors are rarely shut, and so uh, we're you know very open to talking to everyone and helping everyone as much as we can. And uh, we're all the, you know from a leadership perspective, we're all very involved in the business on in a day to day basis. Uh, you know, Eric and Jess still um, you know run a full desk and and have clients uh, while they work on the business as well as in the business. And so uh, I think that's, uh, you probably sets us apart from our competition and it's different from our competition is that we stay involved daily. And uh, you know, like I said, we don't, we don't assume we know everything. We're all open to new ideas. And, um, you know, and like I said, we, Eric mentioned, we, we wouldn't be here today without this. This would not have been an idea that the one of the three of us had. And, and, and you know, you hear uh, candidates and, and internal employees uh, think that the grass may be greener on the other side, right? And uh, over the years, we've had a handful of, of um, employees that have left, and then after a couple months, they've maybe a couple weeks, they come back and they say, "Hey guys, uh, would you take me back?" You know, and you know, most of the time we do with open arms, right? Yeah. And, and I'm proud to say that you know we're we're an entrepreneurial, fun place that. Um, is just different from the rest. Very different. Yeah. Very different. And I and I can say this, not that there's anything wrong with the company that I came from, but I probably the first few months, it was a little bit of a culture shock for me because <laughs> I was used to people saying, you're in your desk at 8.30, you're on the phone at 9 to 11.30, here's your report, here's what you did. You know, it was very structured. Well, that's part of the reason when we're interviewing, making sure that you have to be disciplined and mm -hmm. have the work ethic because we are not going to be over your shoulder. Like, if you are not self-motivated, you're not going to be successful, period. And I see that every day. Another thing that I have truly, truly value about our culture is that there's not a lot of red tape. We're very nimble. You know, when there's something that needs to be done, it can happen very quickly. And yep. so that's something that I appreciate because it's just, it just makes it move so much faster. Yeah, it's critical get things for done. a growing company. Mm -hmm. And uh, another new idea that we had this year was... Uh, Eric had a lot to do with was adding a um, digital marketing person, Marissa, who's behind the scenes over there that you can't see, but she's a lot of what makes this happen today too. So. We talk about she's her a lot. Fantastic. She gets lots of props. Best edition, for sure. Yet. For sure. Yeah. yeah, and not just with the podcast. She does oh, everything. She can do anything. She's yeah. like Superwoman. So it's been great. Um, what has been the biggest challenge in your recruiting career, and how did you overcome it? So I'll start with that one. Um, I'm going to talk about a few things, okay? okay. 
The first um, is a long time ago overcoming the fact I don't have accounting or finance experience. So learning accounting and finance, you know, understanding what a staff accountant, staff analyst did, I mean, that was a big learning curve, right? And was able to be successful. But then taking it, you know, a couple steps forward to where we are today, I think our biggest hurdle is, is finding, um, recruiting talent internally. Like it's ironic that we're a recruiting firm. Firms are paying us big bucks to find them great talent. And we have a harder time finding talent for us than we do for our, our clients. And so, you know, my goal is to be able to hire newer recruiters so we can spend more time um, working on the business versus having to work in the business and be able to give more of our clients to those to those newer recruiters. Yeah, and it uh, and just just to echo, I mean, it, it's we do have a more trouble hiring for ourselves than we do recruiting for our clients. But a lot of that has to do with it. We're also very protective of our, of our culture, and so yes. uh, we we hire very selectively. Um, our industry has a very high turnover rate, um, and we try not to. Uh, Imitate. We, we try to create our own path and, and not have that high high turnover rate. Um, it's a uh, in me personally, you know, overcoming challenges. I was in accounting for six years, or six years in industry, two years in public. Um, and so when I came into this business, I was an accountant. I had an accountant mindset, and so uh, it was difficult for me to sell. Um, it was difficult for me to pick up the phone and, and ask somebody to pay me a fee for finding them somebody, and so. Uh, at the time, I had a uh, we had a girl in our office, lady in our office, uh, that was really really successful at uh, at her job, and uh, I just attached myself to her hip, watched what she did every day, uh, recruited for her job orders, and listened to her, uh, and, and learned uh, learned to be able to market. But uh, it was a learning curve for me. But that was smart, yeah. good strategy. Yeah, it uh, it it worked out well. It, don't do as much of it today as, uh, <laughs> as these guys do, but uh, it worked out well. You gotta hurt all the cats. Yeah. You still us. do a lot of networking. Yeah. FEI. Yeah. So, okay. So this is another favorite question of mine because I've I've seen the growth. I was lucky enough to come in right after y'all started your um, solutions, the program management, and so I've seen the growth over the last two years. Where? What do you see for VIP in the next five years? Where do you see us going? Well, from my perspective, I mean, we're still in our infancy stages with our new business model. With adding management consulting. So I think our, our focus will still be, over the next five years, making a lot of introductions to our existing clients on our, our new verticals and how we can help them and partner with them and be that trusted advisor. So I, 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 we'll spend a lot of time penetrating the DFW market with the new vertical. Yeah, as Eric mentioned, uh, you know, while VIP itself is in our 11th year, and you mentioned earlier, our new business model is only a couple of years old. Uh, but in those couple of years, we've been able, with the addition of the project management piece, we've been able to uh, double the size of our company in revenue and double the size of our company in the number of employees that we have. Um, and so uh, we're, looking, we're looking forward to continuing to expand VIP. And our focus for the next couple of years is going to be in the DFW market. And then you know, from there, perfect this business model and uh, you know, look to take it to some other markets as well. I cannot wait for that. Exciting. We're kind of we're kind of almost set up for that already because we've mm -hmm. got an employee that's working remote due to a spouse being transferred, and we just couldn't give him up. So yeah, he's yeah. great. And yeah. luckily, uh, luckily he's in a, uh, a hot job market. So yes, yes. Uh, it it could happen quickly. He's already got his first target client. Did I tell you that? No, you did no. not. Do you know who lives there? 
Okay, I'm speaking this out. Jeffrey Gittimer. Oh, that's, that's where he's based. Nice. Okay. And I said, Jason, go get him. Go get Jeffrey and Jen. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, okay. You guys do not get to escape our VIP questions. So, are you ready? Sure. Who's Fire away. Okay. Eric, I'm going to give you the first one. If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Only three. Well, fortunately, this question is pretty simple for me because I have three kids. And if I was going to be colonized on Mars, I, they're probably the only three that could tolerate me, so I'd take my three kids. Aww. Yeah. You wouldn't try to get away from them? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Jess, what is one thing you do to start your day that sets you up for success? So I come in every day knowing I'm going to win. Um, mindset. It's a mindset. Uh, we get told no. And we hear negative feedback a lot of days, a lot of sometimes multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to push through it. So, um, yeah, I go in with a positive mindset that I'm going to win. That is so huge. Good answer. Yeah. That's, that's tough to do it's, every day. It's true. I mean, we get jaded because a lot of people. You know, may lie to us or no. yeah, and and people and lie to us. CFOs <laughs> and controllers they may get annoyed by our phone calls, believe right? it or not. Um, but yeah, you just got to get past it. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and make the next call. Yeah, people don't realize that about our business. It's a really short sales cycle, especially on the perm side. So you have to reinvent yourself and wake up every day and start over. There is no recurring revenue for you. Nope. nope. There absolutely is not. All right, Mike. Good answer because I had to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's Mike. an H news. Yeah. <laughs> so if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? I don't know. This was a tough one, but uh, I thought about it a little bit. And this headline, I think, could be any of the three of us. But uh, I think it would be, has experienced success, but not yet done. Ooh, love that! I do that too. That is really good. I may steal that. Yeah. So it's, uh, that may like be said, my new quote on my signature. <laughs> we've all worked together for a number of years, uh, you know, twenty plus, and so we we've all experienced some good success. But like I said we're we're not yet done. Yeah, we're definitely not done. And wow. I, I tell you, I feel lucky and blessed to have these guys as my business partners. We all bring something different to the table, and. Um, We've got something really special here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good partnership for sure. Absolutely. So, well, I just have one last thing to say to you before we wrap up. First of all, you want to tell people where we can find, where they can find us? Uh, well, you can find us at we are www.wearevip.com. Uh, you can find us on this podcast once a week at this time on Wednesdays. It's uh, you know, link, or we have a LinkedIn page. We have a Facebook page. And our address is 14901 Quorum Drive, Suite 540, Dallas, Texas, 75254. Sure. Come see us. Come see us. We have a snack bar. It's, it's a lot of fun. So, um, All right, guys. Well, I'm going to wrap this up, but I just have one more thing to say to y'all. You are VIPs. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks for Casey. Casey. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.